Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. We are about halfway done through the NASCAR playoffs of the 2021 season. Just about done with NASCAR for this year, and it's kind of crazy to think that, you know? Those first three races just go by so quickly, and then the final five races, we're just like, oh, man... We're going to have an off-season here soon. Son of a bitch. I don't get to watch cars go zoom-zoom anymore until February. Damn. But don't worry because they know how to save the right tracks for the end because this weekend is one of the most anticipated races of the year. Every single year, this race brings excitement, brings a lot of controversy. It brings happiness to a couple and anger to the other 37. I'm talking about Talladega Super Speedway, one of the craziest racetracks on the NASCAR schedule. They will be racing here for the fifth race of the playoffs. And let me tell you something, it's really hard to tell which drivers will make it to the finish line because every single year lately it feels like at least 20 cars DNF from this race and it's a very important time for a lot of drivers in the playoffs. I mean Christopher Bell, Alex Bowman, William Byron, drivers like that are already behind in the points so they need a safe race. Meanwhile, you have people like Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, who do good at this racetrack, who are going to probably be greedy near the beginning, but at the same time, they don't want to get involved in an accident. Where do you want to be on the racetrack is so almost impossible to figure out because everywhere's mayhem. You hang out in the back, bam, you get into an accident. You hang out up front, you get some dickhead who spins you out. More than likely, the person that's going to spin people out, I'm already going to make my prediction here, it is going to be Tyler Reddick. That's who I'm going with. I don't got anything against Tyler Reddick. I just have a feeling that that number eight car is going to take someone out and cause the big one. That's just me personally. Everyone else will probably go for Recky Spinhouse Jr., which is not a bad guess to go with because it seems like he causes an accident every single time. Either way, though, what I'm going kind of down a rabbit hole. The point is, this race is going to be absolutely insane, and you got to watch it. It's going to be on this Sunday starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. I mean, what's better than tandem draft racing at Talladega where everyone is within four seconds of each other? It seems like you always have 27 cars that can honestly not even be split by two seconds. That's how close they race against each other. So make sure to watch that. That's on NBC, not on NBC Sports Network. Do remember that. Now, before we get into our fantasy picks, and let me tell you. It was really hard for me to decide which drivers you want to go with. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's going to be a little different from the other races that we have done for fantasy picks. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. But we've actually had some pretty big news get dropped this weekend. I mean, we've had um, some updates to the schedule for the 2022 season for the Xfinity and Truck Series. We've had some drivers announce where they're going to be next year. So why don't we hop into that real quick. Let's look at some of the biggest news that came out this week in the NASCAR racing world. 
Alrighty, so let's start off with the big daddy. Let's start off with the 2022 Xfinity and Truck Series schedule. There's been some tracks that have been added on for both the series, as well as some changes as far as which tracks are going to be racing on. The biggest ones that I really like to see here is involving the Xfinity Series with Portland International Raceway. NASCAR has not been to this track since 2000, and in fact, they've only been here twice in the Camping World Truck Series from 1999 and 2000, but now they have decided to move the Xfinity series to this Portland race and let me tell you something this is actually I think a really smart idea for NASCAR it's on the west coast it's another road course track that they could potentially test on who knows maybe the cup series will come up there but as we all know the Xfinity series does not race at Sonoma they do most of their road course racing there on the east side of the country which is totally fine but now they've finally been able to add a track to a state that Hasn't really seen a NASCAR race in many, many years, if any at all. I mean, those two races right there in Oregon, that's about it. I'm pretty intrigued to see how this race is because let me tell you something, whenever they add a road course, I'm always excited. I know a lot of people are not too excited when they added a bunch of road course to the 2021 season, but you know what? For the most part, it provides good racing uh, at most tracks. Uh, Yeah, there's been some controversy with Circa the Americas and the Indianapolis road course, but you know what? Those races have brought a lot of attention to the sport and it's brought a lot of action that we would have never expected out of some of these areas. I mean, did you really ever expect a decent race at Texas? No. I mean, all they have is Texas Motor Speedway. Now they add a circuit of the Americas. Now the Texas fan base is like, hey, look, a race worth watching. Indianapolis. I mean, that race was usually horrible to watch when it was on the oval. Now they have it on the road course. Sure, they had that incident with the curb. Other than that, though, it was fun to watch. It really was. So adding on a Portland International Raceway, I am pretty excited for this one. And that's going to be for the Xfinity Series on June 4th. Now let's look at the Camping World Truck Series. They've had two tracks that they have raced at before, but it's been more than 10 years for each of them. Let's first start off with the one that a lot of fans have been begging for, more short tracks. Well, they just did it for the Truck Series. They are adding back on Lucas Oil Raceway at Indianapolis. They haven't raced at this track since 2011, and what a real shame that was when they left that track because that track was really fun to watch for these lower series. And I really think the main reason they left was they were trying to get that hype going back for Indianapolis. It's just like, hey, look, now the Xfinity Series is here racing on this big track. It's one of the biggest racetracks in the mall. We don't need to go to Lucas Oil Raceway. Well, now they kind of learn from their mistakes, and now they're starting to come back to some of these tracks. Lucas Oil Raceway, definitely a great track to add on, and it's going to provide a lot of fun here for the Truck Series. And speaking of more fun, NASCAR has added a pair of new road courses for the Truck Series in 2022. For the first time since 1998, the Truck Series is going to be going to Sonoma Raceway for a weekend doubleheader that we haven't seen in over 23 years. I'm super excited about this because if you guys know, Sonoma is one of the closest racetracks to me. I love watching the Truck Series, and now they're going to be added on to that weekend. Hell yeah. Let's bring the Truck Series to Sonoma. I'm super excited for that. And honestly, thank goodness, because I was really worried that Sonoma was going to be one of those tracks that was kind of kind of disappear from the NASCAR schedule. I don't know why, but I just got worried about that. Now they're adding the Truck Series back, and I'm like, ah, yeah, 
oh yeah, we're good. So probably going to be another must watch race because in an honest opinion, I think a lot of cup series drivers are going to move down to that truck series race to do a one-off. They usually do that for the ARCA West series. If you did not know, the ARCA West series races there at the same time the cup series does. And you'll sometimes have at least one cup driver move down to that lower series so they can get some practice on the racetrack. Well, now they got the truck series here. So there's more opportunities for drivers to move down and hell, who knows which drivers are going to pick that up. Maybe you'll see Kyle Busch down there running a truck race. Maybe you'll see someone like Chase Elliott or Ryan Priest who likes to run in truck races. There's a lot of opportunity for some of those drivers to come down here to the truck series and get some practice, which I'm really excited for. And of course, I'm going to be biased here because it's Sonoma Raceway. I love the racetrack. And then they're also adding Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course on July 9th. This one's an interesting one because it replaced the Canadian Tires Motor Park racetrack, a track that's provided some phenomenal finishes throughout the years, and now they're putting this track in instead. I, I, I got nothing against Mid-Ohio, but I found that pretty interesting that that was the race they uh, replaced. I was like, oh man... That's a little bit of a bummer, but you know what? Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course, that's provided some good races in the Xfinity Series. Let's add the trucks there. Just get a lot more fans more interested in that race weekend. Why not do a doubleheader? It's always fun to have a doubleheader at a racetrack, so a lot of cool add-ons here for the 2022 schedule. Let me know what you guys think of it, but right now, for the most part, it looks pretty good here for the Truck Series as well as the Xfinity Series. Alrighty, now let's talk about some contract extensions. We've had some pretty interesting ones here, and ones that we've been wondering about for quite a while now. The first one to get announced was with uh, the number 47 team and JTG Daughtry Racing. As most of you are aware, uh, JTG Daughtry Racing is going to be reducing their team to a one-car team. And the driver that they're going to be going with is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He is now confirmed to be driving the number 47 car for the 2022 season. And some people are happy. Some people are a little upset. You know what? I honestly think Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was the right pick. Uh, at first, he was usually just known as the guy to cause havoc at uh, Talladega as well as Daytona. But now he's starting to improve at some tracks that we never really expected him to. The team is starting to look a lot better at mile and a half tracks. Um, starting to run really well at some of those road courses. The Bristol Dirt Race, I think he finished second. So he had some shiny moments this year. So I think that's well-deserving of a spot. Now that leaves Ryan Priest without a ride. It will be interesting to see where he goes because there's definitely talent in Ryan Priest. He's shown that he can run in the Xfinity Series. He's shown that he can run in the Truck Series. Just really hasn't had that luck up here in the Cup. I mean, there's been some crazy incidents that have happened to him. I mean, I remember back in Atlanta when he was running around the top 10 and then I think it was a Rick Rare racing car that brake checked him in pit road and um, just took out his chances of getting in the top 10. And then also a lot of incidents that happened last year as well as this year just getting caught up in messes. So hopefully he gets another opportunity here soon. At the very least, I want to see him do a truck run or an Xfinity run because Ryan Priest does have some talent there. You've seen it happen a few times this year, and I really think he can show more talent here at the end of the Cup season. So we'll see, but right now it looks like JTT Daughtry is going to a one-car team driving. The number 47 car will be Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Now let's focus on one of our favorite drivers here on the podcast, Matt DiBenedetto. A lot of people were wondering if Matt DiBenedetto had something in the works going on for the 2022 season. And on NASCAR Sirius XM Radio a couple days ago, he said he's got nothing, which is an absolute shocker. Nothing at all. 
for Matty Bandetto, one of the most loved drivers here, and now I'm getting nervous. I really am. Because when you don't have anything lined up um, for the month of October, you kind of start looking like a Ty Dillon, per se. Ty Dillon, as you were well aware, Jermaine Racing announced that they were not returning for another season. And he could not find a ride for the life of him. Now he's been jumping around with teams running part-time. Which is something no driver wants. And I have a really bad feeling that Matt Benedetto is about to face the same reality. Because... I can't think of any cars that are really opening up a spot. I mean, Colleg Racing, I thought, would be a good spot. And then they gave the ride to Daniel Hemrick. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Daniel Hemrick's a great driver. But now that's taking up a spot where Matt Benedetto can't go. And Joe Gibbs Racing, it looks pretty clear on which drivers are going to be over there. Maybe part-time ride in the number 54 car. But then again, he's already had his chance with Joe Gibbs Racing. I, I just don't know at the moment. But as of right now, Matt DiBandetto has made it clear that he doesn't have nothing at the works. He says he's working hard still. He's trying to do everything he can to prove that he belongs to the Cup Series. But for now, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens to the California driver. And let's talk about GMS Racing. If you do not know who GMS Racing is, it is a team down in the Truck Series. They have had some great drivers race for them, including Sheldon Creed, who was the 2020 champion in the Truck Series. They've also have Zane Smith driving their cars, Chase Purdy, uh, Jack Wood. Multiple drivers have had an opportunity to race with GMS Racing. And they just announced that GMS Racing is going to have a full-time car racing in the cup series big news because a lot of people thought it was going to be a part-time team maybe they're going to run at the big shows like daytona maybe even the coca-cola 600 or do something kind of like what colic racing was doing just running on particular tracks that they like but nope they are running full-time next year and that's going to be pretty interesting to see i i hope that this team uh, does really well when they move up into the cup series we do not know right now how much is going to affect their truck series i know they added grant Enfinger to the number 23 truck he's going to be running full-time for that team, which good for him. I mean, he shouldn't be missing races. He only missed one race uh, this year, and it cost him a chance to race in the playoffs, which I think is complete horse crap. But you know what? And now he's got an opportunity to race with a good team for the next two years. So hell yeah, hopefully Grant Enfinger can have a good running for the championship. But meanwhile, here in the Cup Series, now there's a lot of questions circulating on what number are they going to be driving? Who's going to be the driver? Is there going to be multiple drivers? There's a lot of unanswered questions right now as the owner really hasn't dropped too much news. Uh, One thing's for sure though, they will be racing full-time in the Cup Series next year. And those were some of the biggest news stories from this week in the racing world. Definitely some big ones uh, regarding the Xfinity and Truck Series schedule. Also some announcements on which drivers are going to be going to which vehicles. Matty Bandetto still open. Honestly, the news story that got me the most excited, though, was GMS running full-time because, you know, it's, it's always worrisome. It's always worrisome when you see that NASCAR Cup Series is having a hard time. Filling a full 40-car roster, it's almost like, thank goodness. I I just want to see 40-car fields from now on here in the top series. I I think next year it's going to be a little bit tough because it's a brand new car. But maybe in a couple years when the pricing is more right for teams to move up as well as, let's say, the popularity of the sport, then I think we could see something similar to what we saw back in the late 2000s. But let's focus on the big one that everyone watches that's a NASCAR fan because we can't stay away from this racetrack, and that is Talladega Super Speedway. It is now time to pick our top drivers for this race, and this race is really tough. 
there's a big chance that some people will leave this weekend with only 40 points. I've seen it happen before. You just don't know who's going to be bit with the curse here at Talladega and which drivers are going to be head and shoulders above the rest. But we're going to try our best to figure out which top 15 drivers you want to go for here this weekend. So get your websites ready, get your fancy picks going because it's time to look at the top drivers that we believe will do good here at Talladega. Alrighty, so we switched it up a little bit this weekend. I've been mostly just been going with uh, the first 10 being drivers in the playoffs. One driver in the to take a chance that's still in the playoffs and then four drivers outside. But you know what? It's really hard to do that here at Talladega because there's a lot of drivers who have a great opportunity to replace some of those playoff picks as far as getting good fantasy points. And let me tell you, there's quite a bit. I got 17 drivers here on my roster that I want to go for, but I'm going to narrow it down to 15. Don't worry. I'm not going to add 17 to this. It will still stay as 15, but I got to figure this out before this episode is done. Now let's start off with some drivers that we know are going to be doing really good here. This is the top category drivers that we think are going to be the number one, number two fancy picks. I think the first one goes without saying he's just on a tear right now. He's had an excellent run here in the playoffs, and he's also spectacular at super speedways, and that's Denny Hamlin. I mean, Denny Hamlin, in the last uh, couple of races here at Talladega, he's for the most part finished in the top five. Now, Grant, there's some DNFs there. Uh, do not be surprised if you see DNFs here for most of these drivers, because that's just how Talladega is. But you know what? He got a victory here in the fall race of last year. It was a controversial one, but he was still there in the mix. Then a fourth place finish, a third place finish finish, another DNF, and a fourth place finish. He doesn't do too bad here at Talladega. I know he's known for Daytona, but here at Talladega, it's a very close second. On average during the race, he runs around 18th, which is a little bit worrisome. You're kind of hoping that he can score some stage points, but you know what? Right now, he has fast equipment. We've seen it throughout the playoffs, and I really feel like he's going to have another great run here at Talladega. I think Denny Hamlin is a number one, number two pick here for this weekend. And then let's look at the most dominant guy here at Talladega, and that is the 2012 champion of Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski is the most recent winner here at Talladega. It's his only win so far in the 2021 season, which in all honesty can be very worrisome for a lot of fantasy teams, and especially with some of his results. I mean, yes, he's got this first place, and then he has an 18th place, a 19th place, a 25th, a 13th, a 27th, usually outside the top 10. So why am I going for this driver as a top pick? Well, he has one of the best averages runs overall in a race because you know where he runs on average? He runs in the ninth position. Nobody else is in the top 10 on when they're running here at Talladega from beginning to end. That's where he is on average. So that means he's scoring stage points. That means he's running near the front. He just has to keep the car clean. And that's going to go for everybody. Everyone's at risk for this. And I feel like Brad Keselowski is one of the best picks to go for in this weekend. Fords are phenomenal at Talladega. And you really can't keep Brad Keselowski off the fantasy teams when it comes to this racetrack. There's a reason why he's gotten six victories here. It's the reason why he had his first victory here. He's really good at Talladega. And in all honesty, I really think he's going to be running for stage wins. He's going to be running for the win. He's right there on the cutoff line. You bet your ass you're going to see Brad Keselowski up front here in this race. Now it's time to include the driver from Dawsonville. Let's talk about Chase Elliott. 
Make no mistake about Chase Elliott. He knows how to run here at Super Speedways. Had some very good runs. There's a reason why he's finished second multiple times at Daytona. He's gotten a victory here at Talladega before. And his results right now, they seem to be doing really good. They seem to be favoring him for more of a top 10. Now, granted, he was involved in an accident here in the most recent Talladega race. Finished 24th. But you look at the other stats, most of the time he is finishing in the top 10. And Henrik Equipment has been really good here at the Super Speedways, especially for Chase Elliott. So I would not be surprised if he's running up front. Hell, I wouldn't even be surprised if he's going for the win there on the final lap. I mean, might as well. He's done it every single time. Doesn't matter where he's at at the point. He goes for that win near the end. So for Chase Elliott, who's gotten five top five finishes at Super Speedways the last couple of years, I say he's the number one, number two pick here for this weekend. And then we're going right back to the Fords as we're going to now include Brad Keselowski's partner, Joey Logano. Joey Logano, the last couple races here at Talladega, have not been that great. I mean, the most recent visit here at Talladega, he was rolling down the back straightaway into turn three. Not a good experience at all. But you know what? There's a reason why Joey Logano has multiple victories here. They've come kind of like in the later 2010s, not too much here in the recent years. But let me tell you, Joey Logano is similar to Brad Keselowski in a fact where he runs near the front and always seems to score stage points. I don't know about you guys, but he's always guaranteed to score 25 fantasy points no matter where he finishes because it seems like he can get um, a stage win at the very least and finish third in the other one. So that's 18 points right there. And why would I see it stopping? I mean, that's just what Joey Logano's known for. That's what those Fords always do here in these super speedway races. And I really feel like, I, I've said this every single time I've included him at super speedways, he has to stay clean on the racetrack. Will he be able to stay clean? I don't know. It's a little bit of a risky play here. But you know what? With his average finish at super speedways being a 17.53, the same amount as top fives as Chase Elliott, I think he's right there with him as a top fantasy pick. And then the last one I want to include on here, and this one is definitely a really good pick, um, definitely a number one pick for me personally, that's the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Another Ford here, but like I said, these Fords are good at super speedways. Team Penske just knows how to bring good equipment to these racetracks. And Ryan Blaney, his favorite track is Talladega. Compared to the Daytona and Talladega, he does way better at this one. I mean, he's gotten two victories here in the last five races, mostly runs up front. He, on average, runs in the ninth position, tied with Brad Keselowski as the best running position. He got a win at Daytona. He got a win at Michigan, which is another fast racetrack. Ryan Blaney knows how to race on these bigger tracks. So I really think it's going to be another great weekend for him. No doubt in my mind that he can flirt with 50 points in your fantasy roster if he keeps his nose clean near the end. I, I really think Ryan Blaney is a phenomenal pick here and definitely one of my favorites. He's definitely a top pick here for this weekend. So those are the top dogs. We got Denny Hamlin in the number 11, Brad Keselowski in the number 2, Chase Elliott in the number 9, Joey Logano in the number 22, and Ryan Blaney in the number 12. Now let's move on to the pretty good category. These are drivers that we usually see as our third or fourth picks. Ah, they're probably not going to be going for the win per se, They, but they could still get us some valuable points. I, I mean, not going for the win. That's really kind of laughable to say here at Talladega because almost everybody has a chance. But I feel like these are going to be the drivers kind of like in the third or fourth row of the front pack. That's a good way to describe them. And let's first start off with William Byron in the number 24. William Byron is a risky pick. 
no doubt in my mind he's a risky pick here at Talladega. He's either going to run up front or he's going to wreck. Like with some of these drivers, there's a good chance that they can finish like 22nd, maybe 23rd, get into an accident, but still keep going. Not so with William Byron. I just feel like he either is there in the top five or he just DNFs and finishes worse than 28th. <laughs> That's honestly how I feel like it with that number 24 car. But his average run is still really good. It's only behind the Penske cars. He usually on average runs around the 12th position. So usually around the top 10, sometimes even the top 5. And we've seen it in the last few uh, Super Speedway races. He's done really well. He's been running near the front, going for the victory. So William Byron is probably a really good 3rd or 4th pick. But there is a risk because he is behind by 20 points that he's going to be desperate in this race. And now let's move on to a driver not in the playoffs. That's right. We're already moving on to drivers not even racing for the championship. I think we got to include this one. This one's a really good one to go with. That's Eric Amarola in the number 10 machine. Eric Amarola has had a very interesting year. It's been talked about many times, but you know what? One thing that he always still does good at is super speedways. I mean, his last couple finishes here at Talladega, maybe not the greatest with a 15th and 37th. Kind of gets you a little worried, but if you look before that, a third place, fourth place, a ninth place, a first place. He has one of the best average finishes when it comes to super speedway, so he usually stays out of trouble. I really think Eric Amarola is going to have another good run here, and it may not be a bad idea to include him as a third or fourth pick here this weekend. And then the next one I have here is the number eight of Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick has really turned into um, a big track racer now. He's always done really good at the mile and a half tracks. Now he's starting to show that he can race really well at tracks that are two plus miles long. And here at Super Speedways, especially Talladega, he's finished in the top 10 twice. His average running position is 14th. I think the only danger with having Tyler Reddick here on your fantasy roster is there's a chance he's going to cause one of the big wrecks. He's looking for his first win still. It's going to come eventually. I just don't know when it's going to happen. But until then, he is going to be a super aggressive racer. So that number eight car, I'd say he's right there with Eric Amarola as far as a non-playoff driver to go for in this race. But keep in mind, there is a chance that he might run into some trouble near the end. Ah, and this one right here is one of my favorite. The number 21 of Matt Benedetto. Let's see if my prediction from so long ago actually comes true. Can Matt Benedetto win the race at Talladega? Maybe I said Daytona. At a super speedway. That's where I said his first win would be. And what a time it would be for him to get a victory. Especially while he's looking for a ride right now. This is a great time for him to show up. And when it comes here to Talladega, he's been very, very close the last few times. Finished fifth in the most recent race. Finished second in the race in fall. Yes, he got sent back to 21st. I don't care. That dude finished second. He he was so damn close to that victory. An average finish of 21.4. Not really the best, but on average he runs in the 13th position, which is really damn good. Um, that's, that's almost the same level as Byron or Chase Elliott. It's actually the same as Chase Elliott. So keep an eye on that number 21 car. I think that's a good dark horse to go with in this race as a third or fourth pick in your fantasy roster. And then finally, let's close out the pretty good category with another playoffs driver, and that is Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman is definitely the riskier pick. I I really think if I had to make a decision on who's the 11th pick for the playoffs, that will be a hero or zero here at Talladega. It is going to be Alex Bowman. Uh, His finishes have, have just shown that. He either finishes 35th or worse, 
or he finishes in the top 10. That's honestly where he's at. So if you really think Henrik's going to keep their noses clean in this race and you really think they're going to be running up front, then Alex Bowman is a good third or fourth pick, maybe even fifth pick. But if you think that these guys are going to be too aggressive, then maybe you should stay away from Alex Bowman. As far as more as a safety route goes, I would feel more comfortable with Matt Benedetto or Eric Amarola. As far as going for hero to zero, it's without a doubt Alex Bowman. So those are the guys in the pretty good category. We got the number 24 of William Byron, the number 10 of Eric Amarola, the number 8 of Tyler Reddick, the number 21 of Matt Benedetto, and the number 48 of Alex Bowman. Oh, God. I should just say screw it at this point and say everyone's a wild card. Everyone's a fifth or sixth pick. But you know what? We, we got to figure out which ones we're going to go with. Uh, some drivers who are already going to miss it right now, I'm just going to let you know. Martin Trex Jr., horrible at super speedways. I think it's best to leave him off. Kyle Larson, there's just way better tracks for him than uh, putting him at a Talladega race. I, I would rather save him for mile and a half. Kyle Busch, I, I don't know what it is with him in Talladega, but getting a top 10 in this race is almost impossible for him. Uh, Christopher Bell, he, he's in a desperation situ- situation, and I feel more comfortable with Alex Bowen and William Byron as a riskier pick than Christopher Bell. And then Kevin Harvick, uh, I feel like Kevin Harvick's going to be another one of those guys similar to Kyle Larson, where it, it's not a good pick to put him here in the super speedway, save him for some of the other racetracks here later in this playoffs. But one driver you can include because he's not in the playoffs right now is the number one of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch has actually had some really good finishes here when it comes to super speedways. Uh, but he he's similar to Alex Bowman where one day he could get a top 10 and another day he could wreck out. Um, kind of similar to that. It's definitely a riskier pick. He runs on average in the 16th position, which is not that bad. A little bit of off of some of the other drivers we mentioned, but at the same level as Eric Amarola. I feel like Eric Amarola would be a better pick to go with, but uh, as far as a fifth or sixth one goes, you want to take a little bit of gamble. Let, throw the number one of Kurt Busch in. I, I would not be surprised if he runs around in the top 10 here in this race. Oh boy, let's include him. I I was talking shit about him earlier, but you know what? It's time to include him. The number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Make no mistake, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has always been a favorable guy at Talladega. But lately though, he has been mostly on the opposite end of the luck. Which means he's been getting into accidents left and right, just not being there near the end. So that's why I think he's more of a riskier pick this weekend than ever before. I really think um, there's an opportunity for him to run up front. He's shown that he can run up front here at these super speedways, even in the number 47 car. I, I just think it's just so risky to put him on your list because you don't know if he's going to get caught up in those wrecks. I mean, it's the same thing for Alex Bowman, but I feel more comfortable putting a playoff driver in that's risky than a non-playoff driver that's risky. But you know what? You, we've seen it happen before, and it's kind of more of just... um kind of good wishing whenever a driver extends their contract they all of a sudden start driving really well and who just got a contract extension ricky stenhouse jr who likes talladega ricky stenhouse jr i'm willing to take the risk for him uh definitely a six pick though in your fantasy rosters now this next one is um another toyota car but it's not joe gibbs racing car it's the 2311 team of bubba wallace 
Uh, Bubba Wallace and Super Speedways have been kind of in a love-hate relationship. He does really good at these races, but for some reasons, these races don't love him. We've kind of noticed it in the last few races. I mean, his most recent run here, he did all right. He, I mean, a top 20, but that's not really a fantasy worth value. But you know what? He, Where he's gotten his top fives at have always been at Super Speedways. And I really feel like he can honestly do it again here this weekend. That team right now needs some momentum going into the 2022 season. I really think here in the final Super Speedway race, they're going to do everything they can to run near the front, lead a few laps, maybe even try to get a stage win. I don't know how they'll be at near the end because they always seem to run into bad luck. But I think Bubba Wallace may be a good guy to take a risk on and maybe uh, replace some of these other drivers that you may want to save on for the other five races in the playoffs. Now, this one's going to be an interesting one, and I've only included him like two times ever, but I think we got to include him again, and that's Ryan Priest in the number 37. This this statistic baffled me. I really did not uh, believe this at first, but do you know when it comes to Talladega, the worst place that Ryan Priest has ever finished is 18th? He, on average, runs in the 16th position. He has one of the best averages when it comes to super speedways. Ryan Priest is, believe it or not, consistent. And when it comes to super speedways and consistency in Talladega do not mix, but you can finally find the consistency with this number 37 car. If you really um, want to take it really safe this weekend, I'd say Ryan Priest would be a good one to go with as your fifth or sixth pick because my God, I mean, everything's going to happen here this weekend. Might as well throw in a guy who's more of a safety net. And I really feel like Ryan Priest with his 14th place finish, 10th, 15th, 18th, third place finish. Although it may not be too flashy, it may be something you need as far as one of your last picks for your fantasy roster. And then the last one that you should consider for your fantasy picks was a real tough decision for me. I had two other Fords on here. I had Ryan Newman, who's had some really good average finishes. But lately, it just hasn't really been showing for me for him. Maybe he'll get a top 10, but definitely a six pick if you want to go for him. Uh, Chris Busher used to be known as one of those guys that runs really good at Daytona and Talladega, but now his finishes have been more on the outside than the inside. So I'd rather go for someone like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. than Chris Busher. But this one, I'm willing to take the gamble on. And that is with Colleague Racing and the number 16 of Justin Haley. Justin Haley has been one of the best super speedway drivers in the Xfinity series, hands down. Colleague Racing has been known as one of the best super speedway teams in the Xfinity series. They already gotten a victory here in the Cup series. Granted, there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened in the race, but still, just like any other race at Talladega or, or any crazy finish, they were there when it mattered most. And now these two are finally going to be put together here at one of these super speedways. It's mostly been Justin Haley um, racing with uh, Spire Motorsports and Kaz Grawl again, the opportunity in the number 16 car. Now they're finally going to throw Justin Haley in there. I really do believe we're going to see a good run out of the 16 team. I, I mean, you got a good mix here. Justin Haley has a lot of chemistry with Colleague Racing. They, they absolutely love the super speedways. I'd say it's worth taking a gamble on them. Now, granted, this is probably going to be a six-pick guy. If you have a lot of guys here in this take-a-chance category, maybe it's not a good idea to include Justin Haley. There might be a chance that this team runs around in the 28th position and finishes 14th, no stage points, and maybe can get you uh, 20 points at most. I hope that's not the case. But it is still absolutely always a risky pick 
going for a part-time team. Um, I mean, we've seen it with uh, AJ Allmendinger with the number 16. It's either hot or cold. Austin Sindrick, it's mostly been cold, but he's been running up front, so you see the potential. It's just, mm, what are these guys going to do? I'm not too sure, but they are definitely someone to really consider for this race at Talladega. So those are the guys in the pretty good category. We got the number one of Kurt Busch, the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the number 23 of Bubba Wallace, number 37 of Ryan Priest, and the number 16 of Justin Haley. And that will conclude the final segment of today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. A little bit of an update for me. I decided to open up uh, TikTok. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that, but you know what? Uh, TikTok has been growing um, exponentially in the last 18 months. They just got their 1 billionth user on TikTok. So I decided that I was going to start doing some fast facts and maybe a quick rundown of some races. They're usually about one minute long. So make sure to check that out. I've been having a lot of fun doing it. The goal is try to do one episode a day. It's really tough. I don't want it to interfere with the podcast. So we'll see what the future holds. But right now, that's my goal. One episode a day. And that's at Vanilla Wafers 44. You can also follow me on Twitter and talk about the race at Tyler V33. Or you can also look me up at NASCAR Field Filler or Vanilla Wafers. I come up either way. And make sure to check out the website at NASCARFieldFiller.com where we post the latest results here in the NASCAR Top 3 divisions as well as our fantasy picks for the weekend. But above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to The Best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.